0: You are Locked On Cougars. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about what BYU needs to do better along their defensive line. Comments from both Earl Tuyoti Mariner and Caden Hawes about the exact issue I was looking at against Boise State that I think really got BYU exploited. We'll examine that and what they do to fix that going into this game against Baylor. In addition to some thoughts on Baylor and the familiarity between these two staffs, they really be any secrets between these two teams? Don't count on it. We'll dig into all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's get rolling here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 13th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and thank you again for making us your first listen of the day right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, if you have not done so already, please make sure you guys follow the show wherever you're listening in from. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms and apps out there, and soon to come, to YouTube as well so get ready for that you'll be able to look at my lovely mug every single day no matter how much I dislike looking at my own mug but nonetheless thank you so much for you guys support of the podcast as always please be sure if you haven't done so already to leave us a rating interview especially on Apple Podcasts they help us build this audience and trust me we've got a really good audience right now you guys are helping us set records seemingly week after week even despite the loss to Boise State we have not fallen off as I expected things might after the first loss loss of the year, but obviously, looking back at that Boise State loss, there is plenty for BYU to correct as they look forward now and get ready for this matchup with Baylor. They have their work cut out for them because I don't think some of the issues that were exposed in that game against Boise State are necessarily going to be able to be fixed right away. One of them is along the defensive line. And let me back up a little bit here and try and explain what I am going to dig into here. This is more of a strategy slash a... I don't know, a nerdy thing about trench warfare in football. But if you guys watched in that game against Boise State, seemingly every run play, Boise State was pulling an offensive lineman. What I mean by a pulling offensive lineman, for those of you who may not understand that terminology, it's an offensive lineman that comes from a spot along where he lines up on the offensive line and runs to another spot to block a player. Usually it's a guard, so the guy just next to the center pulling and going to the opposite side of the offensive line. And the hope is he is going to either hit the defensive end or the linebacker right where the running back is expected to run into that hole that's supposed to be created there. It's a very effective blocking scheme when run right. And the reason why I understand it to a large degree is because when I played at the high school level, our team was built upon pulling uh, offensive linemen leading the way for our running backs. Whether it was power plays, counters, uh, no matter what it was, trap plays, we pulled a lot on my high school team and it's something that i understand when i was watching boise state they're pulling and they pulled their guards they pulled tackles they even pulled their center at times and it made life miserable for byu's defensive line because they looked wholly unprepared to deal with it and they admitted as much they said that there were some things thrown at them by boise state in that game that they really weren't prepared for and They said that they adjusted eventually, but trust me, I've watched that game. They never really adjusted to it, but I think they understand now what they need to do because you can guarantee any team moving forward here is going to try and use that pulling action to get BYU just in trouble. The thing about Boise State is BYU's defensive line seemed like at times they were far too content just to go where the offensive lineman wanted them to go. If an offensive lineman allows you to take one side like he kind of just sets up and says, go right there, sir, and you go there, that's exactly what they want you to do. As a defensive lineman, you are taught to fight to where the pressure is. So if that offensive line sets up and says, you can take this whole right side here, sir, you need to fight to the left because as you can guarantee that is where the play is going to be. And that's what they call the play side is where you want to get to, to defend it. Two defensive linemen spoke to the media yesterday and Caden Haas and Earl Tuioti Mariner, both guys who are key parts of of this BYU defensive line and two guys who struggled at times with what Boise State was doing in this game. So let's start you off with some thoughts from Caden Hawes on what they're doing to hopefully correct this issue because if they don't have it corrected, you can guarantee that Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos, two of the better offensive line coaches out there in my mind, guys that BYU fans are very familiar with, They saw this on film. They saw what Boise State did and they're going to be thinking to themselves, okay, we got power five caliber guys here at Baylor. If Boise State can do what they did to BYU, there is no reason to think that we can't do this to BYU. And, way has got their work cut out for them to fix it. But Caden Hawes, he apparently thinks that they saw it on film. They understand what they need to do and they'll get it corrected. Here you go. You know, it's just it's just a little bit of a different read for us. Um, maybe, you know, play a little bit further off the ball or just so you can see a little bit better, things like that. But it's something that we've worked on a little bit more after Boise State, you know, making corrections in the in the meeting room and just need to watch a little bit more film maybe and give ourselves maybe a little bit more time to to make those reads and decisions to be able to get play side if, you know, someone's trying to block down on you and, and be able to pop over. So just a couple little things to, to work on. So Caden Haas doesn't sound too worried about this, but one thing that this is going to require BYU's defense in terms of being able to defend this, this pulling action, is it requires sacrifice. And what I mean is when you are the defensive lineman or the linebacker who is expected to face that pulling offensive lineman. These guys are 300-pounders. We all know that at this level. They're 300-plus pounds. It's a big load coming at you. But as a defensive end slash linebacker, you're Job is to sacrifice your body. You have to sacrifice yourself on that given play to fill that hole and make it just essentially pile up. You have to pile up guys in that hole and force that bouncing, that running back to bounce it uh, to another hole. And it hurts. I'm a guy, as I mentioned, I pulled a lot in high school. I did a lot of counter actions where I had to hit defensive ends who were stepping down into the hole where my running back was expecting to run just off of my rear end. And you know what? Those collisions absolutely violent. They hurt. You see stars sometimes. Yes, there may have been a concussion or two in there that maybe went undiagnosed, but nonetheless, you have to sacrifice your body as the defender. And it's not fun because you get beat up. I'm talking, you're having 300 pound dudes just pound on you, seemingly play after play. And it's no fun to sacrifice yourself in terms of the better good of the defense. BYU, they have to do it. And I think that they're seeing that on film. I'm sure the coaching staff was telling them, guys, you've got to be willing to sacrifice yourself so the other 10 guys on this defense can make plays for us. That is what we need. Now, Earl Tuyoti Mariner also believes that BYU will get things corrected. Here's what his thought was when he was asked about this scenario and what he expects BYU to do going into this matchup with Baylor. A lot of teams are trying to run power on us and uh, pull the guards or pull somebody to come uh, attack the edge. We Study the film and uh, made some corrections that we need to, just being styled, being big up in there, and uh, being able to uh, control our spacing is probably the biggest thing. With the corrections that we made this week in film, we should be able to correct all those mistakes, and I don't think it'll be a problem in the future. Well, Earl, I hope it's not. Because if it is, you can guarantee BYU is going to see better teams who run the ball more effectively and have better athletes, especially at their offensive line positions, as well as running back. They're going to start to run rough shot on BYU if it isn't corrected and corrected right away. So we'll find out. But it's something that absolutely needs to be taken care of and, and needs to be taken care of as soon as possible. Do I expect BYU to be perfect in this department against Baylor? No. But I do expect them to go out there and have a better effort to understand more of what they're up against because I got to give Boise State credit. They scouted BYU extremely well, about as well as I've seen anybody scout a team in recent memory, and credit to them. Those turnovers obviously helped them spring the upset, but this running game, they came in averaging 70 rush yards per game. They doubled that total, 140 yards, and it was very, very effective, and it was very well scouted to get them in to those run sets that really set BYU up or yeah they set BYU up because BYU just could not stop it so We'll continue to dig into stuff like this throughout the coming weeks, but it was absolutely just a glaring issue I saw in my film review that I wanted to hear addressed, and it sounds like it has been addressed. Now, we'll see if the corrections are being made on the field, and only game action will tell us if that is being taken care of. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch you guys up on some other news and notes involving BYU and what we expect from Baylor this week. And the funny thing about this is this Baylor matchup. It features some very, very familiar faces, and it's actually causing a little bit of a—I don't know how—you a big change in terms of how you go about calling your game. We'll explain a little bit more. Momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Absolutely love this company. If you're a college football fanatic like myself, you probably want to check out Prize Picks. It offers more college football props than anybody else in the world and offers all the start players of the Power Five, as well as mid major players you may not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even to interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over under on those projected numbers, and it's just you versus the numbers. You're not competing against other folks out there. It's really, really simple. The best part is, is your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. You can go to their website. That's Prizepicks.com, or you can download their app in your app store and do it that way. Right now, all of our listeners can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code On when making that deposit to get that 100% instant deposit match. So don't hesitate. Check out Prizepicks.com. Use that promo code Locked On for that 100% match up to $100, or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. And what I love about All Guard Pest Control, folks, is they've got the local feel. And what I mean by that is this is a truly local company based in Utah County. Seth Baird, he owns the company. He built it from the ground up. It's just his baby, and he wants to make it the best it can be. The best part is they're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front Corridor. Even under the Tooele and Wasatch County areas, they are happy to come to you. Whether it's residential or commercial pest control needs that you have, They have the expertise, the manpower, and the know-how to get the job done effectively and take care of the problem so you never have to deal with it once again. What I also love about guard this is not a company who's going to knock on your door and say, hey, you want us to spray for your bugs? That's not how they operate. They offer two unique programs. They have a quarterly pest control program, which is awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest. They kind of come out and spray for that season's hot pest. With the weather getting cooler, now you're going to start to see vermin and uh, spiders start to move inside your home. They'll come out and spray for that. During the summer, there's things like wasps and ants. They take care of that for you guys. And also, if you just want a one-time service, you have a one-time need, they're happy to address that. They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires multiple, quote-unquote, follow-up visits. So give them a shot, folks. They're absolutely incredible. As I mentioned, they can handle any and all pest control needs. Call them, 801-851-1812, or go to their website, allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols, with an S, dot com. Once again, their phone number, 801-851-1812. Tell them the J Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day absolutely love being with you guys Monday through Friday and even this time of year we're doing it all weekend long it feels like and it's an absolute privilege and a blast to talk Cougar sports and I want to thank you guys for your support and I think it's something that makes my day when you guys reach out let me know what you guys do when you listen to the podcast some of you like our good friends Rich Hart uh, he listens in his hot tub I believe Amber Roberts also said that she's listening to the hot tub I know we've got Guys listening overseas, crazy enough, in places far-flung like Hong Kong, Scotland, I believe Belgium, I recently heard we have a listener, Germany, the Philippines, of course, our good friend Glenn Lumen out there in the Philippines on his sailboat. You guys are the best of the best, and I cannot thank you guys for all of your support. Now, Support is an interesting thing because when Jeff Grimes was at BYU, he did a lot of good things. He helped bring BYU back to prominence. We all saw that during the 2020 season. It was kind of a payoff year in many respects of a three-year building process. The offensive staff at BYU, when they came in, Jeff Grimes, Aaron Roderick, and all the other guys coaching under him, they came together with a goal to build an offense that could be what they called an RVO, Reliably Violent Offense, and they built it from the ground up. They played a lot of young players from multiple years in a row, Zach Wilson, chief among them, and they said, you know what? We are going to let these guys grow together. They're going to be growing pains, but we're going to let them make those mistakes and grow from them. It paid off, obviously, with the 11 1 season last year. The 5 1 start this year is still a byproduct byproduct of that but now Jeff Grimes is plying his trade down there in Waco, Texas and Gary Bohannon his quarterback down there is off to an absolutely stellar start. He has not thrown an interception this year. He is just absolutely slinging the ball all over the field and this offense at Baylor is very very similar to BYU. Shocking considering BYU's former offensive coordinator is there building his own offensive identity with the Bears. But it's actually going to create, I think, some issues. This is a game, and I did an episode of the Locked On Big 12 podcast last night with the crew over there at Locked On Big 12, Josh Neighbors, Linda, uh, who else was on the show last night, uh, Stephen Simcox, as well as Josh Williams. Uh, fun to chat with them. And we talked about the fact that this game, just due to the familiarity between these staffs, uh, speaking of especially the offensive staffs, there is going to be no secrets between these teams. And I've already mentioned this previously on this week's editions of the podcast, that the execution is going to be absolutely critical in this matchup between the bears and the Cougars. Well, the interesting part about this is how you signal in plays is going to give things away. If you signal them in the same way that you've done it, because both of these staffs are actually doing the same things they've done for the past few years. So, As Aaron Roderick already mentioned, I believe it was on Coordinator's Corner earlier this week. He has already got a plan in place to signal plays in differently this week. I guarantee that Baylor's got the same thing. And Elisa Tuiaki, BYU's defensive coordinator, well, he's got familiarity, obviously, with Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos, having gone up against them in practice day in and day out for the better part of three years. Well, what does he think of this? Is he going to have to change up how he goes about signaling in plays? Here's what he told the media last night. They're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. And we've we've just got to have a plan and make sure that we're we're ready for everything that's going on. But there's I mean, anytime that you have this kind of familiarity with each other, there's always a little bit of, you know, just thought that goes into the game plan and the delivery of calls in there just because of, of who we're playing. It's going to be a funny, funny game, folks. And it could be a low scoring game, honestly, just with the familiarity of these teams. They know each other's offenses. These defenses are going to be well prepared to square off against the opposing offenses execution is going to be absolutely critical. BYU has to be better on defense, as you already mentioned, with the polling action. they got to be better in terms of getting off the field on third downs. That's been a glaring issue, at least the past two games that I have noticed, is BYU's inability to get off the field, even in third and long situations, has just been abysmal. They need to be better about that. The good news is for BYU's defense, scoring-wise, they're doing still extremely well. They have kept every opponent, if I'm not mistaken, I'm just thinking back, I'm doing quick math in my head, they have not allowed over 30 points this game. BYU's defense, scoring-wise, is doing their job. They held uh, Boise State to four field goals outside of the two short fields that were yielded due to two of the fumbles that BYU gave up. He cannot uh, criticize the scoring defense in BYU in particular. I know that the drop eight scheme drives people's bonkers, but the good news is, according to Elisa Tuiaki, he and his guys will have a game plan because they know Jeff Grimes. They know Eric Mateos because they've seen them day in and day out for many, many seasons. A lot like facing what we already facing right now. Obviously, there's a lot of similarities and calls and just the way that they run things and teach things. And, and so we're getting a lot of good crossover with our offense prepare for it. You know, we know that they're going to be well coached. Obviously, I have a lot of respect for Coach Grimes and, and what he does and think that these boys are going to be ready and play hard. So it will be a good battle. There is no better way for you to get ready to face off against a team than when your team runs the exact same offensive scheme, the identity, the plays, all of that. That's the fun part. Is BYU could go ones versus ones this week and give each other their best look they will get outside of actually facing Baylor, it feels like. The only uh, real, I guess we'd call wild card in this, is what Baylor's going to do defensively. That's really the true unknown in this matchup, but... I would expect BYU, they have familiarity with Dave Aranda, having seen him coach at Utah State. Kalani Satake has already previously mentioned that he has been a confidant of his over the years. They've known each other for many, many years. So it may not be as known as some of the other elements in this game, but I think both of these teams are going to have a, a plenty effective game plans going into it. And whoever executes better. That's going to be who wins the game. By the way, the turnover margin in a game like this, even more important in a game of this magnitude. And it's fun to see this as a potential Big 12 look ahead. That's kind of the fun part about this is seeing BYU and Baylor, which is going to be an annual deal. It seems like we'll see how the scheduling goes with the Big 12 when BYU finally moves into the conference. But I'd love nothing more than to see BYU playing in Texas multiple times annually. And I think Baylor will be a big part of that. So, I <laughs> A little bit of a Big 12 preview as we watch these two teams square off. And I, for one, cannot wait to get it going Saturday afternoon. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Both the golf teams wrapping up play at their respective tournaments. Another weekly award handed out in women's volleyball. They move up in the national rankings. Speaking of the women's volleyball program and also the women's soccer program moves up in the national rankings. We'll touch on all of those notes momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. They're soft and easy to chew. They're covered in 100% chocolate. I would be stunned if you were not able to find multiple flavors of Built Bar that you would enjoy. Their nine base flavors they always have available include coconut, coconut almond, which by the way, coconut almond tastes like an almond joy. So if you're an almond joy fan, check that out. My all-time favorite, the Cherry barcia. It also includes the peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, raspberry, and mint brownie. If you're a first-timer just going to Built.com to order for the first time, I would encourage you guys to get their sampler box. It includes two of every one of their nine based flavors you can try all of them see what you like see what you don't and then go back and order your favorites the next time while you're there at built.com use the promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order i just placed an order yesterday for some new rocky road flavor bars as well as their uh, puffs kind of a marshmallow texture they have a churro one that's absolutely incredible so i placed my order yesterday and yes i did use the promo code locked 15 i am a consumer just like you guys. The best part about it with Built is you're supporting BYU football when you're supporting our friends at Built Bar via a name, image, and likeness agreement with all members of the BYU football program. So once again, to built.com. use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's once again, promo code LOCKED15 at Bilt.com. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. Before we go on this hump day edition of Locked On Cougars, let's update you on the other BYU news you need to know about at midweek. Congratulations to both BYU Women's Soccer as well as BYU Women's Volleyball programs. They moved up to the national rankings. The women's volleyball program, they've won 27 consecutive sets. That's nine straight matches. They have swept. They moved up to number eight in the country. They were ninth last week, so they continue to move up the polls. Also, BYU Women's Soccer just absolutely scoring six, seven, eight goals. It feels like every single match. They have moved from number 20 to number 15 in the latest national ranking. So congratulations to both of them on the women's volleyball front in addition to their national ranking at number 8. BYU junior setter Whitney Bowers collected West Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Week honors that was announced earlier this week. As mentioned, the Cougars are on a nine-match winning streak. She has been absolutely stellar leading BYU as a setter. She's setting up her teammates who are the hitters and they have been hitting at an astronomically high clip. 430 hitting percentage against Portland while holding the Pilots to .027, just absolutely incredible. And then a couple of days later, hitting 472 against Gonzaga. Well, you cannot do that without a stellar center uh, setter, excuse me. And Whitney Bauer is doing just that. So congratulations to her on that weekly honor. Now in the golf realm, BYU men's and women's golf teams in action earlier this week. They wrapped up play on the men's side of the Wolfpack Classic in Reno, Nevada. BYU struggled on the final in the final round of the tournament yesterday, dropping six spots. They started the round in sixth place. They tumbled all the way to 12th place, finishing the tournament 30 over par. So not a good showing overall for the BYU men's golf program. New Mexico won the tournament 14 under. That is 44 strokes better than BYU. Congratulations to the Lobos. Very impressive there. Tough weekend for BYU men's golf. They'll try to rebound. The women's golf program they did a little bit better. They ended up finishing, t- uh, excuse me, in alone in fifth place at the Dell McNamara Invitational out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Cougars started the final round in third place, but dropped two spots, finishing twenty-two over par, three strokes back of Sam Houston State, and then four stroke backs, four strokes back of Fresno State. UNLV won that tournament with a total Total team score of three under par. So better weekends ahead, hopefully, for both the men's and women's golf programs. The women's team has won two tournaments this year. The men's team has won one. Off to good starts overall this year, and hopefully better weekends and better performances In their future. Now, the final note for you guys is Mitch Harper over at KSL Sports.com, a new uh, compatriot of mine, a guy we'll have to have on the podcast soon. We now are, I guess, officially or soon to be officially co workers working under the KSL Sports banner. He actually noted this is the 2021 2022 season for BYU basketball marks the 50th anniversary of of the Marriott Center. They're actually going to wear a cool patch on both the men's and women's uh, uniforms to celebrate it. Building first opened in 1971. It had an initial capacity of 22,000, making it the largest basketball arena in the United States at that time. Since then, renovations and obviously putting in those more comfy blue seats in the lower part of the arena have lowered the capacity in the 19,000 range. But Wow, the Marriott Center, 50 years old. Uh, The stories that building could tell, if the walls could speak, etc. But I have a grandfather and a father who spent many a night down there. I have spent many a night watching games there at the Marriott Center. And the good news is, in the near future, you're going to have Big 12 action in the Marriott Center. Teams like Kansas... Texas Tech. Just some of the uh, true powers. Baylor, by the way, the defending national champions, they're going to be coming to town on an annual basis. Very much looking forward to that. So, Congratulations uh, to the Marriott Center, making it 50 years and still one of the premier basketball venues out there. One of the loudest by far in the sport. All right, that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Want to encourage you guys, as mentioned, I was on Locked On Big 12, our what we call a roundtable edition yesterday. Want you guys to get caught up on everything with the Big 12 every single day. So as soon as we wrap up here, go check out Locked On Big 12. Josh Neighbors is the host and does an absolutely incredible job making sure you're apprised of everything going on with the Big 12 in 30 minutes or less every single day. It is free and available on all platforms, and it is on YouTube. So check that out, guys. That's Locked On Big 12 as soon as we wrap up here. Make sure to follow this show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. Pretty simple to find. My personal Twitter feed is my full name, Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email the show anytime, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Looking for some questions, by the way. I'd like to do a mailbag edition of the podcast. If you guys want to send in those questions, please do so. We'll see if we can get to those on a Thursday edition on tomorrow's podcast. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for joining us. Have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for october 13th 2021 and we will catch you guys manana